0: Welcome to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet T2 channel. And airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, And I'm Joe, my producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Yeah, another tough loss last night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean... We could automate the show at this point.
1: What's there to say,
0: you know? Yo, Derek, just spice up every word that we say, and then when Alex isn't here next week, just, just press buttons,
1: man. Take, uh, let's just take Monday's uh, rundown and, and do it again, you know? Mm. Lots of lots of the same issues with the Raptors. 130, 122 loss. I got to give them credit, though. Uh, low bar right now, but both games this week have been entertaining. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Entertainment. Oh, yeah. I know you always worry about the consumer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. from a consumer standpoint, it's been fun. Um and also why did the whole world just gloss over Fred doing uh fouling uh for no reason? Like, why did no one talk about this? He legit had a J.R. Smith moment. Like, I guess because they won it didn't matter, but yeah. That was wild. That was that was that was a, a flagrant mistake. Yeah, it happens. Like it actually does happen. Like a lot more yeah. than you think but, you know, if you think about it. It happens to players that,
0: you know. You would think it will happen to, like a J.R. Smith. You know, remember Andrea Bernani one time for the Knicks? Um, the shot clock was turned off, and it was a tie game, and Andrea just chucked a
1: three. Mm. I don't remember that one, though. The most famous Raptors one is Chris Childs. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. In the playoffs against right. Detroit. I can't, re- well, can't wait to read your book. It's <laughs> not a book. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to to point that out. <laughs> That was a strange one. I I'm agree. not even trying to pick on Fred. I just feel like there was like no conversation about it.
0: Well, I, It was strange. <laughs> even even on the broadcast, going.
1: they were like, "Okay, Brett's just gonna go to the line." I'm like, "There's
0: no reason <laughs> Brett should be going to the line right now." Line, anyway, whatever. I, like, I worked out in the next game, had a yeah. bit of positivity, and then you yeah. go to Milwaukee, you get the news: No Giannis, Giannis. No Giannis not gonna play. Yep. And it's like, okay, you got it's a real chance like, here. Here we go.
1: Four, four out of the one. Four out of the last five. Right. Sure. Regardless yeah. of opponent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of opponent, one uh-huh. four of the last five. Uh-huh. You know, every every win matters. And you know, no Giannis. All and, the uh, victories matter. Yeah. So I've been watching that, a lot of the wires. Oh, so. okay. I yeah. thought that was Vince Lombardi. That right. wasn't a. That was, wasn't <laughs> a convincing yeah, Lester. <laughs> okay. What? I thought that was Rawls. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what? <sighs> and then they give a uh, forty-four. Forty four. Forty four points in the first 44 quarter. Forty-four points in a quarter, man. Joe Atonto Kumpo <laughs> was out there cooking them. I'm so sick. Young of this. Buck. Yeah. Um, Joe Ingles should be slow-mo, not Kyle Anderson, by the way. Like Joe Ingalls' game is like VCR replay level, speed. Um and I respect it. I, it's actually amazing watching how
0: bad the Raptors defense was yesterday. I, I went back and um a lot of times, like for my own process, like I I do the the the, the Podcast first, whether that's going to be live syndicated on radio or right. just recorded straight for podcast, It usually takes about half an hour, maybe yeah. forty minutes, and then right afterwards, because that's usually around like let's say last night that was around like ten forty-five, I then pivot to writing, which usually takes about forty-five minutes to an hour, and then mm-hmm. I try to wrap up my day because obviously it's like pretty late at night at that point. I I made sure that I, I rewatched like half of the game yesterday just to confirm what I had saw in my notes. Right, Because the major thing for me yesterday was just how many times the Bucks literally walked up the floor and pulled up for three, and nobody stopped them. And that yeah, happened, yeah. like, probably six or seven times. And then there were a lot of other, like, really early threes as well where the Bucs were clearly just like, look, we don't have Giannis, so we're going to be super aggressive with three. And obviously, if we get hot, we can probably blow a team away. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. But at the same time, just the transition defense of the Raptors was just so comically bad. Like, you can't give up, like, like, the official stats say that the Raptors lost fast break points 24 to 11, mm. which is already pretty bad. But I don't know. Like, when you watch back through the makes and stuff like that, there were, like, nine makes that the Bucks had within the first eight seconds of the shot clock. And you just can't lose that battle that badly. Like, that's how you give up 44 points in the first quarter. That's how you give up 130 points throughout the game. And it never even changed. Even towards the end of the game, guys were getting wide open threes. You got to do better, fam. You got to do better, man. That's, you know, like the consumer, once again.
1: I'm worried. I'm worried about the consumer. (laughs) I'm worried about the Nelson ratings. I'm worried about the consumer, man. But, like, is that not effort, energy, focus? Don't ask Nick that. But but is that not all of this stuff? Please, no more questions about effort. What (laughs) did he say the other day? No more questions about effort? Not not to, you know, do a rerun, but Uh is that not a lot of it? Uh, well, I mean, it's- at least with yesterday, you see a situation where they're
0: playing second half of a back-to-back on the road. Like sure. I wasn't expecting the Raptors to come out and like be as energetic, especially because that Knicks game was hard fought and it went into overtime. Sure. But at the same time to me, I'm like, well, if you're coming into the preparation of this game and you're the coaching staff and you're Nick Nurse, you're probably thinking, well, look, second half of a back-to-back, I got to at least give my bench guys some look here. Right. And more importantly, you probably got to extend your bench a little bit just to buy in a few minutes. However, in Nick's defense, when he came on uh and brought some reserves into the game, specifically he played uh Precious, Chris Boucher and Walter Hunter Gomez to uh to end the first quarter. They were the main reason why the Bucs were able to explode up to 44 points. Like literally the Bucs got like four straight possessions where they made threes and all of that was bench guys making defensive mistakes whether that was precious not picking up any shooters while while Pascal was scrambling with two guys and then Joe Ingles gets open for three whether that's Joe Ingles literally sauntering like Joe Ingles is so old he should like he should walk with his hands behind his back like a chinese grandpa <laughs> man that's how slow he was walking he pulled, walked down the court chris was like oh that's fine he just made a three i'm not going to go to contest and yeah ingles just literally walks up and pulls up for three like they didn't even have to run a play they just they walked the play in order to get that three. And then you had, like, I think Wancho fell asleep on the zone or whatever. There was miscommunication with the team. And then I think Pat Connathan got a three. Then Chris Boucher jumped into Joe Ingles. Why are you jumping? Is Joe Ingles going to, like, dunk over you? Is he going to shoot over you? How many times did Joe Ingles go at Chris Boucher yesterday? To the point where even the fourth quarter, when when Joe Ingles drove, like, he was on the left wing and he drove all the way to the top, then went all the way down th- downhill. So this guy made, like, a U. And... Chris Boucher still couldn't cut him off and give oh. up an and one on the drive. So I get it. For Nick, it's like, I can't trust my bench to come in and make these, you know, plays here. Um, you know, he he ultimately, I think Precious was fine. Precious, a, a couple defensive lapses early on, but I think overall he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't trust the rest of the guys. And then, of course, you got a situation where, okay, now you're in another close game. You're going up and down on this one, so you, you can expect some tired legs. And then when you look at the final box score and you're like, a whole bunch of guys playing 40 minutes again. The last two games, you know, you got what? Uh Pascal playing eighty seven minutes out of a possible hundred and one. Mm. You got Gary Trent Jr. playing eighty six. You got Fred playing eighty six. You got yeah, Scotty Barnes a,
1: playing like eighty five. Yeah, Fred with a
0: back injury. Oh yeah, yeah. Fred was questionable with a back <laughs> spasm.
1: And now Well they like, asked him after the game, after the Bucks game, and he uh-huh. was just like, Well, it's not getting any better. <laughs> No kidding, man. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. So yeah,
0: the team is—you know—it's it's messy, man. It's messy. And and look, listen—they played really well offensively yesterday. It was—it was nice to see that. Yeah. Right. Just like they played well offensively against the Knicks, but I think for me, mean, fundamentally, yeah, this is a defensive team, and they've just been so bad on defense this year, so bad. That's the number one problem with this team, right? Yeah. Yeah. The defense. Well, you know, the funny thing is, like, they're, they're now at the point where they're such a bad team that they have multiple problems. You can't even say there's like number one. Oh, it's a problem.
1: cascading. It's like a nesting
0: doll type thing.
1: Yeah, because like, there's it's a like, lot going on. The
0: defense is an issue, but also the offense is an issue. Mm. But also the first quarter starts are an issue. But also mm. the third quarter letdowns are an issue. But mm. also the bench is an issue. But also some of the starters are an issue in terms of they don't consistently yeah, play.
1: And you have injuries. <laughs> it's like, yo, yeah. okay. It's- all right.
0: You know,
1: it's, so. it's a, it's a, lot. another one. No, legit.
0: That's, that's really what it is. So, yeah, they lose again. Um, I, were there <sighs> positives? I, I haven't seen a rundown. Did you want to say any positives?
1: Um, I'm scrolling and I can't really find anything. Uh, uh, you know, second quarter. Yep. Was, oh, was really was impressive. A really good quarter. 40 really good point quarter. second quarter. Mm. And I thought Fred and Gary really led the way offensively for them, combined for 67 points. Fred, had the thirty nine, mm-hmm. but that's a small silver lining, I guess, because yeah. you give up one hundred and thirty points. Like, what you know, they they gave it right back in the in the third quarter. I hear you. Um, I I think for me,
0: watching the backcourt actually come together and and give you that kind of offensive performance, it's just again, it's just annoying to see that wasted, right? Because a lot of things have been wasted this season. That's fair. Um, you know, I, I think that, that is one. We, We've yeah. had games this year where, and literally, we had games. Last weekend, where against Atlanta, the forwards all played pretty decently, but the two guards come by for 10 <laughs> points. Right. They got right? cut by Dijon Trey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, oh, man. You
1: know what's the worst nickname in the league right now? Sound like a condiment. <laughs> Triple J. They got to stop calling Jared Jackson Jr. Triple J. I hate that nickname. Yeah, Honestly, we, Trip Jacks or something. when was the
0: last time we got a really good nickname? In I don't right?
1: know, but I heard him reference as Triple J on a podcast yesterday, and it just really bothered me. Yeah. No, I hear you. No, anyways, uh yeah, they got cooked by Dij- Dijon Trey. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um and then Dijon and Trey then, catering.
0: <laughs> and then this game, they have
1: sixty seven combined but it, points. But it, it does, just but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Producer Derek Brendel yeah. says it sounds like a mustard. Nah, man. You call him this guy they call the two guards <laughs> Dejan Rondo. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so they waste. They yeah. waste the 67 points, but which look, is an incredible performance from
0: the back. I, they gave you 10 threes combined a lot. Of, and look, the, the third quarter or the second quarter push when the Raptors won that definitively. Gary was awesome with the bench group to start in that in that stretch. And then Fred was awesome to finish with that stretch. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, the two of them in the in the second quarter had a combined 23 points out of the Raptors 40. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things were looking decent at halftime. But you figured that the Raptors would need to come in and actually start playing defense at some point. And they just never did. And it was kind of the same. The Bucs just walked up the floor and got wide open threes. Like Brooke Lopez picking up popping for three. Like how many times did Brooke like Brooke he picked and pop for three straight three straight times?
1: No, um, there's no resistance when you play the Raptors most nights. No,
0: there really isn't. Right? You know. Like it's an easy game. No, like you have you have and you have guys like not just like not necessarily playing fundamentally sound defense, mm-hmm. but playing silly defense. Like there's a play where Jordan Noir at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. um got the ball in the corner with three seconds left doesn't take the three instead instead drives and chris boucher leaves his feet with 0.3 seconds left and fouls him.
1: oh yeah was this the evan scott review that was evan scott came yeah. over yeah. and over new, with Bill asian, Kennedy. new asian beef for chris oh, that's tough <laughs> uh was to evan scott's hair by the way no to evan scott's <laughs> at
0: all <laughs> on this program ever but um no seriously though like whether it was yes. a foul or not, and I think it probably was a foul, especially looking at it. It's Not doing, a play you make at that. Zero point three seconds left. Yeah. When you're the when you're a taller player against yeah. a guard driving full speed into you, just keep your hands up. Right? Yeah. force him to shoot over the contest. Like smarter plays like that. Smarter plays like Jordan Nwora. You know, getting OG on a closeout and, and OG bumping him for free throws. Like you know, like Jordan Nwora is a good three point shooter, but like you got to be able to contain that. Or you got to be able to contain Joe Ingles, right? The only reason Joe Ingles (laughs) We were talking about Joe Ingles at Jordan Noir. (laughs) I know. That's where the Raptors are right now. But we're were talking about a game where Joe Ingles (sighs) scores 15 points on five shots. Mm. Four or five from the field. Knocks down two threes. Got to the free throw line six times because guys kept jumping into him. Had eight assists as well
1: in 31 minutes off the bench. Joe Ingles was 35 fresh off of ACL. ACL, yeah, like a year ago, like 12 months ago. Yeah. I don't think he broke a sweat yesterday. I don't think he don't, moves was, at a was, pace
0: where he needs to sweat. I was on
1: sweat eye test watch with Ingles. No, this guy was, there was purely no dry
0: and just driving around, <laughs> like, you know, Precious and Chris and yeah. whoever else. And it's just like, again, like, this is supposed to be a defensive team. Like, you can't keep your eye – you can't lose sight of the ball here. Like, this is supposed to be a defensive team. And they just consistently give you these kind of nasty performances.
1: Yeah, and, and so, you know, you mentioned the Raps. Fighting really hard on, on Monday, going to overtime. This being the second half of a back-to-back. I mean, it was the second half of a back-to-back for Milwaukee, too. I know. Without their best player. And yeah. it was also the second yeah. half of a back-to-back for Atlanta on Saturday. Yeah. So. I know. Like, I, I get it. Like, it does seem like there is a pattern. And I think we've seen it the last two years of on the second half back-to-back because of the starters minutes. They just run out of gas at the end. Yeah. But I don't think they ever put the... Put the foot to the pedal yesterday, man. Not I, on I, I, think, I think
0: they did on the second quarter, but that's that's really about it. Right? That's and, one quarter. And this is a team that you should be able to do better against. Like I, Again, I said that's <sighs> a post-game reaction. And even going back and watching the fact that Drew Holiday made 16 shots, like 12 of those were tough buckets. Mm. But you got to live with that sometimes because some of those players in this league are really, really great and they're capable of doing it. He's right? a great player, man. He's a great player. Every He's time I watch him, I really player. respect him. He's
1: a great player.
0: But at the same time, you got to limit the rest of this stuff. You gotta limit guys walking up the floor and taking a three like a Grayson Allen, who did that like
1: three or four times yesterday. No, Raps need to trade for him, man. I don't want to see him no more. <laughs> That's minus two wins on the year. Like, That's... you know, like like Brook Lopez picking pop for three straight yeah.
0: threes. Like you, no, you gotta it's, fix up. Everything's easy, though.
1: Like it's, it's super so easy. easy. Like yeah. it's so easy. It's disappointing. It's not man. even tough shots. Any of that. OG, two of thirteen.
0: You know what? I don't understand in 35 what's about minutes. OG. I Look, my whole thing was just, like, if a player plays bad, we discuss it. If a player plays well, we discuss it. But we got to, like, deal with the actual facts on the floor, you know, sometimes, right? And for me, when I'm watching OG last night, and all of his shots, like, most, like, all the shots that he's supposed to take are set up for him. Mm-hmm. Driving kick, you're open for three. In transition, you go finish, mm-hmm. right? Simple plays. And so you expect when you are set up in that way, to just finish, right? You can't just compare shots across the board because anyone who has played basketball at any level understands that if you are the main playmaker, you are probably, you are doing a much harder job than the one who's finishing catching and shooting for three, right? So he missed so many catch and shoot opportunities, Mm -hmm. which is what happens, right? You know what? Shooters go up and down.
1: Even against the Knicks, he didn't score until until overtime. Uh, And then,
0: you know, you had transition opportunities where there's one play in this first half where he had uh, a two-on-two. Instead of doing the drop-off pass to Pascal, who was trailing on the play, he would have been the third player. He would have scored a guaranteed layup, guaranteed dunk even. Mm. He decides to pick up his dribble one-two step from like the free throw line extended and then leaves a, a finger roll short on the rim. Instead of making the extra play to Pascal... You also see plays where he's guarding in the post against Brooke Lopez, and instead of staying solid, he jumps the passing lane, except he doesn't get it. And now Brooke Lopez is open white back door for a lob. Then he's giving up, you know, he had a ba- his back turn on a pick-and-pop three for Grayson Allen at the, in the fourth quarter. And Drew Holiday scored over him at the rim in the fourth quarter twice. So I- I'm thinking about, like, in a game like this, what is OG's role, right? OG's role is to obviously, first and foremost, shut down the opposing star player. Right. Mm -hmm. So you would expect him to be on Drew Holiday and make it tough for Drew Holiday. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't think that that had any effect on this game. Right. But then it's like, okay, you also wanted him to guard Brooke Lopez a little bit because of the fact that, you know, they had a center on them. I don't think Brooke Lopez had a hard time offensively either. Right. And then it's like, okay, so what about the other portion, which is finishing plays? Right. And you expect OG to have a really efficient game because he's most, he's literally just finishing plays and he shoots two of 13. And then it became real strange to me. It was like, okay, clearly OG doesn't have the hot hand, but you notice towards the end of the game, in the and whatever, man, the Raptors are probably going to lose this game anyway, no matter what. And it's if for me, just nitpicking individual plays at the end of a game is feels more trivial than just looking at the overall fact that how bad they were in transition defense. That's where they lost the game first and foremost. They lost the game because they gave up like nine transition threes. Um, but also at the end of the game, OJ Anobi's posting up against Grayson Allen, and it's like, you know what? I see that is a mismatch. Okay. But they spent the entire possession just trying to feed OG in the post. They finally get it to OG in the post. He has it against a smaller guy in Grayson Allen. He's got a good post position. He goes over for the jump hook. It's a five-foot jump hook, and he, he shoots at three feet. Mm. And all this is to say guys have bad games sometimes. I don't sure. think he had a good game offensively or defensively, but it's like people have lost the plot. No one even talked about this portion of the fact that you're one of your best players, who is arguably your second-best player this season – played that badly on both ends of the floor. But instead, the discussion is about everything else.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it just so goes let's just back, talk yeah. about
0: the players when they play good and when they play bad. And yeah. Just acknowledge that.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, I think it just goes back to setting expectations for players like OG. And I think he gets a lot of praise for what, what he brings to the table as as a 3 and D guy. But, you know... I think they've he's had plenty of opportunities the last two years. Like even the start of last year when they were trying to thrust him into that number one option role mm-hmm. when Pascal was out. And I think I just you know this year just it does seem to me there's always like two or three possessions a game where you look at it and you're like is this the best shot for the team? Yeah, you know when when he's kind of just doing his own thing. Or, and to be honest, or I see even that in way. the first quarter. Even the
0: first quarter, you want to give OG in sure, the post, get him going. Sure, maybe you could have looked for OG in the yeah. post throughout
1: the course of the game. I
0: think there was only one other time they yeah. did it and it actually worked, but two minutes left in the fourth quarter
1: mm.
0: when he's 2 of 12 at that point. Yeah. And then uh, more uh, importantly, it's like defensively,
1: right? Yeah, I just think with, with every player, especially the starters that we talk about now, it's like what is what is OG's like ideal long-term role on this team? Because I, I think... The he, ideal long-term role for a winning team for OG and OB is mm-hmm. to play a premium 3 and d position. Right. And I think he wants a little bit more than that, and I don't yeah. blame him. You know, the contract is is coming up. Right, it's not even a contract year, though. Yeah, yeah, I know he's like a year away, right? Yeah, but like I think he wants to set himself up, and I think he sees himself as something more than what people cast him as, right? Like this premium three and D guy. Um, Maybe he sees himself as as a number two option on a team type. I just don't think he's shown enough. If OJ Anobi is your number two scoring option, is that team good offensively? No.
0: No, but I I completely agree that that should be his role. The three is, and is there role. another jump that he can make offensively, like he can obviously polish up what he's good at right now with his finishing, mm-hmm. and perhaps extend things that are portion of finishing in terms of like catching and attacking off the move. Yeah, right. But that's an extension of finishing. What I'm, there's there's finishing, and then there's also just like uh, play creation, right? right. And then in, there's initiation stuff like that. He's obviously not good with the handle. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to be rude about this. Last time uh, the Bucks were in Toronto, yeah, pregame, that was the one that your, your your nephews were at. We were sitting courtside for a lot of it, right? And they got mm. courtside passes. And I remember very vividly, OG was right in front of us doing a two-ball drill, which mm. is like, n- typically he wouldn't do that pregame. Like, he usually just goes for the three-point shooting and whatever, right. and then goes, right? Um, he was doing the two-ball drill, which is like, you know, you're, you're trying to handle with both hands, maybe crossover mm. a couple of times. And I was watching it, and I was like, maybe it was just a bad day, but, like, the, the ball was dribbling over his shoulder, mm. up to high, the head level. But, yeah, you know what it, I mean? Like, And that's not surprising because the handle's not strong enough. No, we've so seen that like, in games, like, like the ball handling. So yeah. if he's going to be a number two option or if that's the aspiration, mm-hmm. like, can he reach that here? Is there going to be a, a space for him to do that here? And honestly, yeah. if there isn't, and if he's not happy with that, you maybe have to look at situations.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't... You know, I think players, uh, you know, kind of at his age, like at that point of his career, there are a lot of players like that who want more, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but again... But how and, many guys on the team want more? But right? that's, it's, it's but that's what I'm saying. More no, but cause... that's what I'm saying. This is uh, this is like emblematic of the bigger problem on the team right now mm-hmm. of there's... I think there's a suitable role for a lot of these guys like an OG, like the 3 and D role that, that would be ideal for the team, but it's not ideal for what the what the players want, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um I think yeah, that's like just, it's not I, just OG. I get what you're saying. It's
0: yeah, it's a bit role definition, you know what I mean? Like you really you really need the role definition for this team. And you're not yeah. the that like it's not just for the coach to define. It's not that simple. It's not like at any mm. regular workplace where they're like, "Hey, you're, you know, you know, Joe, you're working this eight to four shift, and then Bob, you're working this four to it's midnight shift. It's Joe and, and Bob. Man. Yeah, you know, it's it's, about, it's not about the Jimmys and <laughs> Joes. It's about
1: oh no, we're at that we're at that point. The season. The line, no, it's man. not
0: that simple, right? It, it's really more about yes. the fact that you know you need to get players to fully buy into that role as well. Yeah. It's hard to right? buy
1: in when you're 20 and 25,
0: man. and and a lot of these guys just aren't buy in. Like, what is the, they're to the buy in for specifically? Right? They're not mm-hmm. going to win a championship this year. They might not even make the playoffs yeah. this year. And a lot of them are probably looking at situations where it's like, you know what, you probably look at the bottom line. Like this is a business, right? And a lot of these yeah. players have a lot of money on the line potentially. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I'm not even saying that that's what the reason they lost the game. I think no, quite simply they lost the game because their transition defense was so yeah, awful but, that, that, the, but all the
1: issues about the team, like, I think bigger wise, yeah. yeah, these these kind of thought processes and approaches plays into what takes place on the court. Yeah, and I think we've seen enough of it now. Man, we just had this conversation two days ago. Um. I know we had this no, conversation but, two days ago. And we're going to have probably... Like, no, I, I get what you but, mean. But, yeah. but.
0: At the same time, though, like, you would ideally like to see – it's not like people can't thrive in these roles. It's not like OG can't right. make a long career in this league because and make a lot a, of money as next There's a reason why him.
1: every team, every contending team would love to have him. Like, Yeah, they'd him love on, to have him. Imagine like, him on the Cavaliers. Yeah, right? but what, what, like, what, like what option that, would be in the Cavaliers? I know what you mean, though. Like, it'd have to be in that 3 and D role, right? Yeah, like, know, he's not I, getting the ball, like, all the time. I think at best, third sure. third in the,
0: in the pecking order here, sure. or if there is a pecking order. But it's like, you know, Pascal obviously is your number one. Right. I think Scotty should be your number two long term. Mm. Probably even this season, Scotty can be your number two. Mm-hmm. Fred can be your number two sometimes. Like obviously he was your number one yesterday, right? So he has the capability of doing that. Like what have you ever seen a game like that where like OG was nearly as good as Fred was like offensively yesterday? Right. And Fred had three of those games this season already in a game in a year where he's down. Mm-hmm. Right. So clearly Fred is much more skilled offensively. Yeah. Who's don't more skilled see, offensively? Gary or
1: OG? Gary for sure. No. So then where Gary's is he the option right now? Yeah. And now he's not happy people don't seem very excited about fred's last two games i've been really impressed with, with fred <laughs> no, no people, people don't care i guess it's, i, people, I, I people guess the ship care. has sailed on fred for for a lot of a lot of fans i think people just like really are fed up and okay. i get it like i, I, I totally listen, get it. the like, whole product has been back to the product like the product has been you know yeah it's been it's been bad i i, I totally get it he, he
0: yeah. was he but, was like uh, he missed so many big threes for the raptors yeah. this season when they needed them at the same time, though, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that necessarily means. Even if you're out on him, like this is probably good for you, then right? Like this is good for his quote-unquote trade value that he's able to put up 33 and then 39 the yeah. next night with a bad back, like anything <laughs> he played getting great
1: offensively yesterday,
0: like just actually fantastic I mean, offensively, offensively.
1: He was going toe to toe with Drew Holiday, man.
0: And then meanwhile, I think you know people are, for some reason like there was there was a lot of focus on the plus minus. Right. Oh, because he was minus twenty three.
1: Right, I right. want to say
0: yes, because he was definitely played like a minus twenty three. Meanwhile, Chris Boucher definitely played like a plus four. No, no, no. Um, this, this,
1: yeah, the plus minus was very deceiving yesterday. It, it, literally, he was just he probably he was on the floor of the first and third quarter when nobody played defense. Uh,
0: and here's the thing, it wasn't Drew Holiday scoring on Fred VanVleet. When yeah, you go back and watch it, yeah. 16 of Drew Holiday's baskets he and I watched everyone. this cuz it was literally like mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. He had 2 for Fred, he had 2 for Gary, he had 3 for OG, he had 3 for um Pascal, he had 2 for Precious and then he had 3 in transition. Mm. He literally cooked every single buddy on the team. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, he gave it all back on defense. Right. So I mean, I don't know. But I mean, at this point what can you really say? Like it's, I don't think anything I say, anything he even Fred does Will really even change any sort of views on where he has had the season? You know what I mean. Like people are kind of just really entrenched. They're either really in or really yeah. out. And to be honest, there's more people on the really outside. At least just my perception of it.
1: Listen, I get it. No, it's been fresh. I know we talk so much too about how they, you know, they didn't win three in a row until last week, right? Um, at the same time, they've only well, had... they didn't
0: play Charlotte Hornets twice in a row <laughs> well, until
1: last week. Either. No, that's the slogan for this year's team, man. We we swept the Hornets at home. And now we're gonna go
0: get one of their players. I see one of the comments in the chat. Come on, Will. Even Grayson Allen blew by Fred VanVleet. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember this comment when OG Nobi had his back turned as Grace and Allen got wide open. <laughs> oh, man, this is. Let's just let's just stay consistent. Let's stay consistent. This is man. the this
1: is this is how the infighting starts. Stay consistent. Oh, that's that's the other part about this season that's so
0: miserable. It's just the constant
1: infighting between camps. Mm. Anyway, whatever. Um. Yeah, no no three-game win streak, but also on the flip side, like, they had that one six-game losing streak. But other than that, like, they've only lost more than three in a row, like, once other time, one other time this season. So, basically, they've just alternated. Yeah, and look, listen, and, and I look think there's that's, a lot of teams in the league that are kind of
0: up and down like this. I think, truly, if you don't have great depth, you're probably going to struggle a lot, right? Like, the teams that are probably going to win a lot right now are the teams that are able to cope with the, the absences but also have great depth to be able to play through some of these stretches. Like like the Pelicans, for example. Like Zion and yep. like Brandon Ingram go out, but they can still win a game because they got great depth and they can call on whoever, honestly. Yeah. Everybody off that team looks pretty good, right? And then you like Memphis, for example. You know, guys can miss some time. Jaron Jackson was out, but they can, you know, they can still win. Yeah, I mean? love that Memphis roster, man. Yeah, but it's the teams that with lots of great depth that continue to win or they just stay absurdly healthy, right? Which... Yeah is also the case for certain other teams. But for a lot the rest of them, you know, for a mid-team like the Raptors,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, they have all sorts of issues, but ultimately they're actually not that far from like a lot of other teams. However, they are frustrating to watch on a day-to-day basis. Very, it's not close.
1: I think, yeah, the frustrating yeah. thing is you break down these individual players. You talk about what's been lost this season. Like, I just think the the biggest thing is just wasting such a great year from Pascal. That too. That's, that's yeah. such a and disappointing thing. Low-key, do you feel like he's slowing down a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think definitely like... I think when he came back from injury, I think he was having a really good spurt, obviously at the start of the season. Sure. But now yeah. you've seen you've seen some up and down games from him, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's just I don't know if it's just just a fatigue thing, or I don't know. It, it can't. It's it got to be discouraging just showing up every night and giving up forty four, sure. being yeah. down eighteen to three. Should do a compilation at the end of the season of just all their most terrible first quarter starts. Oh, there, man. There's been some great ones. There's some bad first quarters and some bad uh third quarters. No, there's but some the first quarter quarters. ones are classic, man. Like you kind of just, yeah. you breathe a sigh of relief when they score a field goal in the first four minutes, you know? Um. Yeah, I thought you were going to say we should make a
0: compilation of the number of times where players throw their hands up because they didn't get a pass or that... Oh, or okay. in the case of I yesterday guess? with Wancho not taking a three, Scotty throwing his hands up, like, Why didn't you shoot?
1: There's a lot of throwing hands up on, on the floor. And that's not yeah. any
0: player. I, I've seen Pascal do it. I've seen Fred their do it. Their names seen, are. No, their <laughs> names are everyone
1: on the Raptors roster. But No, we should track that. All right, before we take the break, we didn't even talk about the Brooke Lopez, Gary Trent oh, Jr. Yeah. scuffle. So let's do a Exciting. little breakdown. Little sucker. So yeah, I know he wouldn't have done that. The senior, that's for sure. So what hey, senior's probably going to be at the game tomorrow, right? Toronto yeah. at Minnesota, probably. Fur. coat alert
0: last year? Yeah, he wore the fur coat. Yeah,
1: fur coat alert. Which um. is other
0: other Gary sons? Oh, Which one trying. of them is named actually is Gary son?
1: Right, and is there a Grayson
0: too or no? There's a Grayson, a Graydon, yeah. Obviously Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. So Gary,
1: and then Gary son. Yeah, Gary son. shows to Takashi. That's what he calls Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. <laughs> So 113. I missed the cashy, man. So I missed Takashi too. Um, <laughs> my no, no, my number. Oh, he has my number. Come on, man. So the Raptors. Hit him on WhatsApp. So hit up and Bao. <laughs> That's on WeChat. Shouts. Uh, so the Bucks were up 113 to 110 with yep. about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yep, yep. And I might need some context on this because I still don't know what happened. So Brooke Lopez and Gary, they get tangled up on a regular box out.
0: Yeah. Like a regular normal box and
1: they're like literally just like hugging each other, like holding on to each other, right? Well
0: yeah, it's a it's a box out with a guard versus a big. So a lot right. of the times you lock the arms. Yeah to prevent Yeah, so the arms are in. locked. Right. So so Gary locks yeah. Brooke Lopez's arms. Brooke responds by walking Gary into the first row. Like yes. he literally walked them down the aisle. So yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, one yeah, of those situations. Yeah. yeah.
1: So okay. they both are just tangled and uh, went to the first row. Uh-huh. And during this process, Brooke grabs Gary's headband yeah, and throws he it like on the floor. flings it
0: off his head, which is honestly pretty funny. Oh, this was a great <laughs> fight. As far as NBA fights go, this is this was really not
1: a fight though. Yeah, it's, like it's, well, we need um, I don't know what you call this. This Is like a slow dance. Like they should have played yeah. like my boo over this. this was fight. a scuffle. They should have played Neo. Yeah, highlight oh, yeah. highlight of the year. Um, you know what? It's the only reason we're not saying anything about Nick. So <laughs> <laughs> we got a free Neo concert for five people. <laughs> that was the original Bogo for me. Um, oh buddy. So, so the whistle blows, you know, Evan Scott and his well-coiffed hair, you know, <laughs> runs in. <laughs> you know, you look like Paulie Walnuts from The Sopranos, man. Google nah, that. <laughs> Evan
0: Scott looks like when you go to those museums on the West Coast about <laughs> Asians way.
1: in the 1900s. By the way, you can, you can read ref's bios online. If you just look it up. Yeah. It's, it's on the referee you know page.
0: After the break, so, we'll so bring you some if, Evan Scott You facts.
1: can tell his, like, favorite movies. Like, they do, like, fun questions with the right, right. Sin, um, Oh, didn't, didn't Nick Nurse say that he's like, oh, yeah,
0: i make sure to study those? And then... Really? Well, like, he'll mention it in games to buy favorite <laughs> Well, from Evan refs. Scott's from Boston, so what's he going to do? Reference the town? <laughs> he's going to be like, yo, <laughs> what's that movie with Leo DiCaprio?
1: And, like, there was like... Oh, The Departed? The Departed, yeah. The yeah. Departed. That's based on a Chinese classic, man. Yeah. Infernal Affairs. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, anyways. So, uh, the whistle blows, and then now, you know, both sides are coming in. Yeah, OG comes OG, in a OG steps in, you know.
0: He's so, just like, yo, get off my guy.
1: You know what I mean? Because we've seen O-O-G Gary, O-O-G O-G, and Gary you know? OG. Let me get him. When, yeah. <laughs> well, this was in Tampa when uh, OG was going to well, give Dennis Schroeder the tombstone. No, he MK literally. The Undertaker. <laughs>
0: He literally hit him with a wrestling move on that one. Yeah, but, and, then, and then Gary came in to, to, to stand in for OG. So right. OG's kind of returning the favor. Yeah, but and the, then, of course, <laughs> it was right in front of the Raptors bench. So yeah. good job by the Raptors assistants, first off, to prevent anybody from walking on the court. Because yes. God forbid any of the bench players who don't play get suspended one game, okay? Yeah. So the, Nick, the Nick would
1: have to uh, go with the exact same rotation. <laughs> Nick's like, oh, man. It's like, oh, uh, Malachi's not uh, available? Christian Coloco, Thad Young are suspended three games. <laughs> Nick's like, all right, <laughs> same eight tonight. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing you mentioned this isn't coaches. Yes, I think that's a natural instinct. Obviously, whenever these things happen, now, yeah, right. Like everyone, make sure because it was right in front of the Raptors bench yes. too. Yeah, because we just recently saw the entire Orlando Magic team. I think get suspended to the point where they had to stagger the suspension. <laughs> Yo, that was wild. <laughs> I don't even like when the Magic and like what was it the Wizards fight. Like, does it matter? What are you like, fighting about? Did man? a tree fall in the forest? Literal um, magic. But, does it better? But the, the funny thing is, do, do we need new rules for assistant coaches? Because like Adrian Griffin, Jamal McGlure, I think Nate Bjergen too, they just all run into the scrum. No, but that's their job. They're supposed right. to be there as peace. Uh, but there's keepers. no rules for coaches getting involved. Because uh, you know I mean, what I mean, though, because they yeah. are technically leaving the bench. Sure, but I'm, you do, I'm not you do calling need people, for. You do need
0: people to come in, and, yes. uh, and ideally, you would think that assistant coaches are going to be yeah. able to keep a cool head. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think Jamal got hit with the
1: yeah and it's it's a rare time like i rarely see an assistant coach especially sitting in the second row get named yeah during the the replay review because bill kennedy was right. like yeah uh first one's off- going to og one's going to jamal McGlure. no first off he had to write it
0: down on a notepad that's how many <laughs> technicals there were and then he gave Brooke two technicals and and when i was watching it my first reaction was oh i hope uh, Brooke gets ejected
1: yes yeah, so he was playing, playing so well yeah,
0: yeah right <laughs> and he ultimately does because he gets yeah, the for, first uh, tech get, for flicking the headband, the headband yeah. and then I think continuing to scuffle and stuff like that. So he's out of the game and you yes. thought, okay, okay. It's so a three, three point game, six minutes left. You know, the Raptors are cooking offensively. Their best defender obviously is off the court. Now
1: Finish strong. And they never uh, did. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, They'll never do man. what you think they're going to do. Yeah. 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 It's tough. Uh, after the game, I think we have this clip here. Brooke Lopez was asked about what he felt when he, Got ejected from from your vantage point as you're just walking back to the locker room though. What, what had you most frustrated? Um,
0: I don't know. I, I can't expect the refs to get it right if they're not going to get it right during the game. Why are they going to get it right when they replay it or any other calls, you know, it's it's what it is. You know, I make mistakes. You make mistakes, Eric makes less mistakes than us probably, but they make mistakes too. They made mistakes tonight. And it's what it is. You know, they're human. They're fallible. Even with the help of replay, they still have a tough time. So it's cool. You know, it's what it is.
1: I guess he didn't really say much. He got a strange voice. He did go. <laughs> Wait, you've never heard him speak. No, I know. But I just every time I hear him, oh. I'm like,
0: because I heard it a lot during the, the NBA Finals or the, the Eastern Conference Finals. <sighs> That's
1: right. Yeah, and then Joe Ingles did ask him, like, what, you know, why did you take Gary's Headband. headband yes and this this clip didn't make it into the broadcast and i guess there's a reason why because he said make sure this never gets aired <laughs> you know how like serial killers say the dog in their apartment building was talking the headband was talking to me i mean he was clearly joking but right uh, anyways and then he called him steve trent at one point yo come on man he's like what was that guy's name steve trent that's wild man yeah, yeah. that's a gary trent senior
0: yeah. First off, Gary saying would, someone else Gary else's would name. never name any of his sons, not Gary. Yeah. So first off, saying Steve, someone, where'd you get Steve from, man?
1: Saying someone, this is you with Joe and Bob, man. Uh, saying saying someone else's name wrong is very disrespectful, unless you're Kawhi Leonard, who actually did it <laughs> accidentally. Kawhi's what did like, he say? He's like Tony Rozier. Yeah, t- Tony Rozier. Tony Rozier
0: Ro- yeah. <laughs> sounds better than Terry, actually. <laughs> Honestly, Tony uh, Rozier
1: sounds <laughs> like a lawyer or something. Knew, I yeah, Tony like Rozier. <laughs> LLP. No, but... Yeah, I also. uh, I don't know. We're going off topic now, but I still maintain that the over/under for how many Raptors players Kawhi can name from the 2019 championship team is eight and a half. I think that's a fair. What's the most
0: obscure Raptor he can name?
1: I think he can name Jody Meeks. I think we talked about this in the media room because Jody. No, no, not Jody Meeks. Jordan Lloyd. Oh. He can name Jordan Lloyd because Jordan Lloyd was um, was there when the shot happened sure right? yeah. like he's, he's probably he's seen the photo prom- a lot yeah, of times yeah, yeah, yeah. he's probably like yo but no who is that? i don't think it's even that he doesn't know his teammates but it's like can he remember I mean, like can he remember jody Meeks? i mean eric morland i feel like you gave a lot of casual fans the
0: quiz of who was on the raptors team they probably get 10 out of 15
1: right like casual and raptor Kawhi's is a cat he was a casual raptor you know what, man. what are you, you know about? what Kawhi was raptors. a casual <laughs> that's my hot take yeah. Anyways, All right. so I guess nothing came out of this Brook Lopez Gary thing. No. Still no. don't. Know, like, I'm, I'm happy don't know.
0: no one left the bench, so no one's suspended. Like you just don't want to see people even lose money on that stuff. Yeah. So yeah.
1: so even even the even the fights have been mid this year. Like Caleb Martin Christian Coloco.
0: Well, is is this our version of? Because you know I was even lamenting on the post game podcast. I was like, look, even when the Raptors were down in Tampa, they still went up to Milwaukee and beat them, swept them. On a,
1: on a home and home. Swept
0: Milwaukee, no, even swept though they
1: them. were in Tampa. This yeah. year we swept the Hornets.
0: All right. And now I'm like, damn, even the games against, like, how many go through the, the podcast archives, whether that's the Raptors show or Raptors over everything or, you know, Raptors Republic or wherever, right? Go through the archives. How many slander pods have there been about Milwaukee? Yeah, We can't even get that anymore. I think I saw a stat yesterday, or they said it on the broadcast. They're doing a slider part on us. They're like, guess what? Joe Ingles
1: cooked their whole team. They got six, eight guys. Yeah, they're calling us Steve Trent, man. They're us um, Steve Trent. This is tough. No, I, I think we're the only team that has an over 500 record against the Bucks in the Mike Budenhoser era. Yeah. So, well, I guess we have that. And we beat them in the conference finals, man. It's not even course. fun talking about championship. It's so far away now. Yeah. it's gone to the point where, you know, the page yeah. has... Page has turned. Listen,
0: ultimately, I just want to, you know, this would have been a great day to call up Gary Trent Sr. Mm. You know, get his thoughts on Brooke Lopez.
1: We'll get him in. You probably would
0: have called him Brock Lopez like he was from Pokemon. You know,
1: yeah, I'll put I'll put Pi on alert on IG. And then Next time I see him in town, we'll get him in studio again.
0: Well, they don't play we'll it for a while, man. <laughs> I guess they play on the weekend, but
1: yeah, they we'll, gone. So, well, we'll get him back. Yeah, We can definitely get him back. Uh you've been listening to the Raptor show on the Sports and Radio Network. When we come back, Alex, what do we have? Uh, we have lots of stuff. More trade talk. We're gonna do we're gonna try to talk about trade uh deadline rumors every single day until the deadline. Fair enough.
0: Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Brett Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with BetRiver's online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19+. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.
1: Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. real Kipper and born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to the Raptor show on the sports radio network. I'm your host Wim Lou. I continue to join producer and co-host Alex Wong. What do you offer us on the rundown?
1: What do you got for us, the point Matt. guard. So WNBA announced today the preseason game is going to take place on May 13th between mm. the Minnesota Lynx and Chicago Sky at the Scotiabank Arena. It's going to serve as, quote, the first test for the viability of a Canadian expansion team. You know, before the pandemic, there was talk about hosting a game here, yep. and that obviously got called off because of the world. But I think there's a lot of excitement about this, yeah. and I think there's just been a lot of chatter the last couple of years about uh, a WNBA team coming to, to Toronto. And I think significant, too, that they're playing at Scotiabank Arena, mm-hmm. obviously home of, of the Raptors. And you would imagine if or when the WNBA comes, maybe it is in, in kind of partnership, too, right? With, yeah, with the sense. Raptors.
0: I mean, every team that comes to Toronto basically falls in the MLSE umbrella.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Except true. Except for
0: the, the Jays, obviously, but, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Shouts to Rogers. Shouts to Rogers, man.
0: Yeah. Um. But no, seriously though, like I, I think no, this is great. This is great. Like it's this the, I, the WMA does definitely wants to expand, mm-hmm. right? And you you know you have the Raptors as one of those like like key cities that are being looked at right now, right? Mm-hmm. So it is a good test case. But I also think it's just me a good showcase. You know, like I'd like to see a win in Scotiabank sometime.
1: Oh God. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's super cool. And I, I think we should just kind of accelerate the process of, of getting a team. Yeah, here. like no, the sure. city can clearly, um, you know, they clearly have the fan base and all of that, the infrastructure, everything to there's, have a
0: WNBA team. There is a, there's just a ton of enthusiasm in basketball in general here in Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good. It's a good sign. Like, it's if, if the WNBA moves this way, which obviously there's going to be other hurdles that come into it, obviously when you're dealing with like, you know, moving across borders is an extra set of like, hurdles but at the same time Mm -hmm. i think the benefits are also really strong right and i think the championship really showed that for for everybody in this country that even though basketball was already like on the rise before the title that really cemented it It really opened a lot of eyes as to sort of how powerful it was that that parade with like three million people attending really again showcased like just how much interest there is and like i think there was like 300 jurassic parks across canada Mm. during that championship run so like you know there was there's a clear potential here. And I think it'll be a great opportunity for
1: the WNBA to expand. Yeah. There's lots of good Canadian talent coming up now, too. So. No, excited about it. May 13th, I think the Raptors season should be done, so we should go check that out. I will be there. We should definitely check that out. Uh, 22 days until the trade deadline? We should have,
0: like, a running calendar or something, like a running clock on the bottom, just like a little ticker. Oh, okay. You know, hours until
1: a trade deadline. Yeah. You yeah. can uh, tell Jennifer Olnick about that. Um. Yeah, 22 days. Till the deadline, I'm gonna try to bring uh, at least one rumor a day. I don't know. Okay. Uh, anyways, Bobby Marks, front of the program. Right. Uh, no, no, I'm not gonna say <laughs> what I said. Free free show here. What? Um, what were we saying? You're just making fun of the Paul Pierce KG trade. He makes fun of it. Um, that's
0: fair. What about the Gerald? What about the Dame Lower for one month of Gerald Wallace trade?
1: You know what? We all make mistakes. Right. Yeah. Um, fair. 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 Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just managing you right now. Sorry, man. <laughs> maybe I, I sh- maybe should maybe should just cannon, maybe should press mic off for the remaining seven minutes. I I can handle this. Uh, Bobby no, I'm Mike Bobby on like Marks. A, Inter Milan. Bobby Marks proposed a trade mm-hmm. where Fred Van Fleet and Juancho Hernan gomez of okay. Netflix. Would go to yo. You turn your mic off, man. The Clippers. Don't diss Wancho in this Wancho and his one no, shout, game. No, shout out like to that. Wancho. Shout out to Bo Cruz. Um, yeah. and the Raptors we get Terrence Mann. Okay, not bad, not bad. Thoughts? Thoughts so far? Um, um, no. Yeah, okay.
0: another athlete that doesn't shoot it particularly well.
1: Uh, Robert. Oh, I like him. I like him. Robert Covington. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Robert Covington this season. The OG and an OP from seven years ago. No, no, you're right though. The the I mean, the, the Covington buzz, you know, slowed down a little bit. Mm. A mere coffee, you know? We be, we call him the double double over here. Yeah. What, do you have a double double of some sort? <laughs> call him the triple triple if he got three points, three rebounds. And I a twenty me. twenty-eight top five productive first. So basically okay. Fred okay. Fred for a package of these players and and a thirteen year old. And, <laughs> and, and a, that's what a twenty twenty eight
0: first is and a 20, a
1: and, a, and a fourth grader, um who's currently doing the two small to his uh to his teammates and the doing the gift of
0: right now man.
1: <laughs> i don't know what do you think about this fred trade
0: uh yeah if you really want to blow it up that's not bad um i think yeah. you probably would like to see because you got a prospect in terrence man um mm-hmm. a decent rotation player in covington and probably another decent one in coffee if you want to choose to keep them around probably probably would look to make other moves after that but um you don't the seem that excited about terrence man yeah. um I think he's a good he's player. some moments? I just think that, like, the 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 team's going to have literally no shooters soon. Mm. And obviously, Fred's shooting a poor percentage, but we
1: know he is a shooter. At you least. know what? I did not think about this. I don't know why. If they traded Fred and Gary, uh, do you <laughs> think there's a game where they could go no, 0 OG, for 33? OG will not
0: suddenly be our best shooter, man. <laughs> you, and what does that really say about this team? Do you think the Raptors could go 0 for 33 from 3 a can they a Can Again, McDonald's, can we change the 12 fries promotion to being, like, uh, 12 threes promotion to being yeah. 12 offensive rebounds?
1: Or no, 12 no, no, deflections no, no. or something? It should be when the opposing team hits 12 threes against the Raptors. <sighs> Cheer was, yourself what? up with some fries. You know, I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's, let's go. Let's go. Huh? Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> the marketing agency <laughs> oh that my God. This. Oh, Raptors, please. Either game, do something man. or win. Like, so you know, not, not this middle. Yeah. Not this middling. Yeah. I believe we have seen this report for the last two years, but it's been reported, again, that the Spurs want two first-rounders. For Jakob Birdle. I know you talked about Jakob Purtle yesterday, mm-hmm. and I think you said you'd be comfortable giving away like a lottery protected if they were like pick a winning team this year, like right, and I mean like five right, six right, right. games over five hundred, yeah. Not
0: not so you're not a right fan
1: now. of getting him now and then
0: having his bird rights. You'd have to really protect it him. if you're to be creative. Essentially, giving them a first round pick in, on uh, on paper, mm. but you lottery protected, and then you like really heavily protected next year and beyond. Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't ultimately make that move. But essentially, if you're essentially saying that, you know, you're giving up a super future first round pick or like uh, like a lot of these like protections, if they don't convey what's in a span of three years, they just become two second round picks. I'd be cool with that. But I think the Spurs can get a better offer. But also the Spurs, man, how many t- every week they put out to the reporter like, "Hey, we want two firsts. Like, <laughs> what's the scene at rush hour? Like, who do you think you got, Chelsea Clinton? Like, no, man, that's you know, not Chelsea Clinton. I'm not thinking no. two first round picks, man. This is who you think no. about,
1: John Collins. No,
0: RC Buford is just on the phones being like, "I want twenty million in 10 million in 10, 10 million in five. Like, get out of here,
1: man. No, no, uh, two, no, no two first round picks. Not, not for the Raptors. The no. price is too high for you. Yeah, the pr- <laughs> it's way too high, man. <laughs> But I think that's the asking price this time of year, and we'll see what happens on, like, February 9th. Yeah. Like, it's course, like a, everyone, sta- it's a staring contest until the end. Everybody wants the
0: Rudy Gobert package, and then it's, like, 2.30 uh, p.m. on February 9th or whatever day yeah, it is. Yeah, that is the day. And then they're like, okay, actually, you know, we'll take a protective first round pick.
1: Yeah, that's why So, I respect the new Atlanta Hawks front office with a former Raptor. Landry Fields.
0: I was watching this guy in a PS Vita commercial in like seven years ago. Now he's running the team. How, how he Go lowered him, the man. asking
1: price for John Collins from four first rounders to a shooting big again within the span of five days. I'm sick of this, man. Oh, do we finally have time to talk about the Pacers a few weeks ago paying a fan $500 to hit a free throw? Oh, we, you know what? 3 deep point in the shot. If Alex talks and about And a half court shot, $500. We got to set some standards. There has to be a minimum if you make a half court shot.
0: You know what? Low key, I have to call the Raptors out on this. Oh, the Raptors they also have a f- promotion. Oh, the, oh where yeah, they yeah, put yeah. the we mats sh- sh- on the floor. Name, yeah. okay. They have uh someone at the three there's a three is worth five hundred dollars, yep. a free throw is worth 100, a hundred, yep. a layup is worth fifty, and then a half core shot in this case is worth a thousand dollars. Yep. I'm sorry, but in this twenty twenty three economy, this with inflation economy. the way it is, yeah. and the world about to go into global recession, we're yeah. gonna pay a thousand dollars for a half core shot. Landlord. I've talk. seen people win cars on half court shots. I've seen people win like, didn't they used to do like a million dollars or at least like a hundred thousand or something like that? Right. Or at least ten thousand. So 000. set the minimum. It's a half-court shot. If you How make many a do you think you can actually
1: make? If you make a half-court shot, what's the minimum that that a, an NBA team uh, should give? You know, fifty million dollars.
0: What? No, I'm kidding. Uh, two first-round picks. Sorry, <laughs> You should get two first-round <laughs> no. picks and for Jakob and Jakob Perdell if you can make a half. Um, I I would say like at least ten thousand. Like, come on, ten k sounds
1: good. Yeah, yeah in, in like no, you, you hit yeah. a half-court
0: shot for five hundred dollars, you can't even pay rent.
1: <laughs> you hit a half-court shot, you can't. You pay? You can't even pay for the seat that you're going back to. <laughs> exactly like no nah, man no Come for on. comparison in november a lakers fan hit a half-court shot and got seventy-five thousand. there you go yeah yeah easy yeah, yeah. but 500, 500 for the pacers is is pretty wild how far yeah. do you think 500 goes in indiana though i don't know i think we should uh should wrap up before you say anything else yeah fair enough yeah. I, i've been a wild boy today yeah. so
0: anyway that does it for us i've been your host Will Lou, and you've been listening to the raptor show on the sports radio network make sure you find the raptor show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Wong. Thanks to our board producer Derek Brandale and Jennifer Olnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. And we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with maybe more positivity. We'll see.